0: This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Sukkot is kind of like an after party. It's a week-long party to celebrate the work that we've undertaken and our joy. In living in a spiritual modality that allows for repentance and return to our wholest self this is rise and shine a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart feed your soul and start your day on a positive note here is adrian gold davis i have a very clear memory some 45 years past the moment it happened of my first exposure to the holiday of Sukkot. See, I went to a public high school that was mostly Jews, so much so that on Jewish holidays, the halls were practically empty, and on those days, no tests or exams were ever scheduled. And as a Jewish girl from a very secular family, I was familiar with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but we never had a sukkah, nor did we ever go to someone else's sukkah. But I do remember that every year at that time, this flatbed truck would pull up in front of my high school with a portable sukkah on its bed and a bunch of Jewish men with long beards, wearing pod and their sitzahs, their ritual fringes flying, and they would jump out of the cab of the truck, carrying what looked to me like a bunch of branches and oversized lemons. So they'd come up to the groups of generally sullen and sneering teenagers, and ask us, who is Jewish among you? They would ask if we wanted to come into the sukkah and shake the lulav and etrog to acknowledge the holiday of Sukkot. Needless to say, very few agreed to take part, but there was always a few brave boys who would go with them. Yeah, they'd be laughing and mocking themselves, and they'd shake those foreign species. And in hindsight, I suspect that those boys were from traditional families who knew precisely what they were doing and really only put on a show of silliness for the rest of us. Because once you understand the power of this holiday, there is no way you would ever want to pass up the opportunity. Sukkot is the natural progression of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. If first we reflect and work to correct our missteps during the previous year, and then we come up with action plans so we don't repeat our offending behavior, then we ask forgiveness from God and from each other, and then we stand on the Day of Judgment to beg for a better decree for the following year, then Sukkot is kind of like an after-party. It's a week-long party to celebrate the work that we've undertaken and our joy, in living in a spiritual modality that allows for repentance and return to our holiest self, we call this party time zman simchatenu, the time of our joy. For the full seven days, we eat, we sleep, we drink, we socialize. We generally live in these temporary dwellings called sukkahs. Depending on where in the world you live, the weather can be glorious or inclement. One criteria of a kosher sukkah is that the roof must be open to the stars. You see, a roof over our heads is often a symbol of safety and permanence. But during this time, we try to understand that our only true protection and security comes from above. As we look up at the stars, we are reminded of this inconvenient truth. Because as humans, we really love to believe that we can control and manipulate the outcome of our lives. We're shocked and perplexed when things fall apart, when our castles in the sand are wiped out by a wave that we didn't see coming, when the outcome of our work does not seem commensurate with our efforts. The sukkah walls are flimsy and easily blown over. And in many ways, these huts are symbolic of the human condition, of the human form. Our bodies, ultimately, are temporary dwellings for our souls. If our souls are eternal, then we have, please God, 120 years, that they dwell in a form that ages and atrophies physically. No matter how much exercise, proper nutrition, or even Botox we partake of, the body is not meant to last forever in this world. One of the hardest things for the human being to fully cognate is this fact. We fear the temporary. We rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic in the hope that we can avoid the inevitable. You know the inevitable. Death and taxes. And yet it is easy to argue that the temporal nature of our physical lives actually sweetens the experience of living. When we deeply internalize that we can never stop the hands of time, we tend to cherish it more. We tend to live it more fully. Since the sukkah is a temporary home, just like the sukkahs we dwelt in while we were in the desert, we do not affix a mezuzah to their gates. On Sukkot, we hang out with our Creator. We welcome guests, and not just our friends and family, but also the Ushbizen. They're the souls of our ancient forefathers, our spiritual DNA, the shoulders upon which we stand. Those Ushbizen, which by the way is Aramaic for guests, are our forefathers. Abraham, our forefather, and the first Jewish man, who represents love and kindness. Isaac, his son, who represents restraint and personal strength. Jacob, son of Isaac and Rebekah, who represents beauty and truth. Moses, who represents eternality and dominance through Torah. Aaron, Moses' brother, who represents empathy and receptivity. Joseph, who represents holiness and the spiritual foundation. And lastly, King David, who represents the establishment of the kingdom of heaven on earth. This is a week-long experience of love and kindness, restraint and strength, beauty and truth, and so much more. And while we love to decorate the inside of our sukkahs, the exteriors remain plain and unadorned because the true beauty of the human being dwells inside the body that houses it. For a week, we live in the truest form of reality. Life is temporary. Our external is far surpassed by our internal beauty, and our eyes are drawn up, 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 up to the heavens for guidance, security, and belonging. Now, the lulav and etrog that we shake in all the directions of the world, up and down, east and west, north and south, and right where you're standing, they also represent parts of the human condition. The learned who do good deeds. The good deed-doers who have no learning, no formal education in Jewish thought. Those who have education but no good deeds, those who have neither. And the reason that we bundle them all together and wave them in all directions is saying something very important to us as a nation. There is a place for everyone. Everyone belongs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's unity without uniformity. We are all responsible one for the other. We are all deeply interconnected despite any apparent differences. So, back to my high school experience. I never got on that truck, and I never went into the sukkah. I never shook those species together, and in those days, I never got past my cynicism. But I will tell you this. Every year on Sukkot, I think of those young men who persevered despite our teenage scoffing and mockery and sincerely invited us into their temporary homes. Their work was not in vain, because even if their efforts seemed unrewarded 45 years ago, I think of them every single year when I go into a sukkah and prepare for my time of joy. You see, the seed was planted. This week, can you find a way to partake in this glorious time of our bounty, to celebrate all that God provides in nature, whether in your own sukkah or at one of your friends. Can you maybe phone someone who has one and invite yourself? They will, I promise you, be delighted. And I bet that those teenage boys who came to my high school are now middle-aged and old like me who would still want to introduce you to this holiday. And you know, they're not hard to locate. Happy Sukkot. Let's get shaking. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeidelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.